0: This is the World of Roe podcast featuring me, your host, Roe. So sit back, relax, put on your earbuds or headphones and get ready to listen to one hour of greatness because that's what this is all about with World of Roe. You'll hear me have interviews and conversations with fellow podcasters, mentors, family members, anybody who's had an influence on my life or the, and talk about their stories. And so get ready to be entertained. And this podcast is available every Friday on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So please take the time to rate, review, and subscribe, and tell everybody about this podcast, whether you text, phone call, uh, Morse code, uh, (laughs) I don't know, any other way, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Let them know about this amazing podcast, and tell them how much you've enjoyed it, and um, let's dial it in, and let's get ready to start the show.
1: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out
0: of bubble. Oh. I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, this week's episode, I sat down and talked with John from the Just John podcast. A great guy. Really fun to talk to. You. And uh, I've been listening to his show a couple of episodes. And I just like the fact that he did it solo or he does it solo. And every now and again, he'll have a guest. And it's kind of like what I'm going for here. <clears throat> but... He came on We had a good Hour long conversation Talked about all kinds of stuff Very fun And uh Got his opinion on some things And we kind of Made some jokes And everything like that But uh Thank you for so much For this continued support On this podcast Couldn't do it without you guys I do want to take the time To shout out the Potter family Uh Ray from the Naked Porch And of course Fear us He's been a good friend And big Uh Confidant Those two guys Have been very very helpful With, with the podcast And um and to all of you who have listened, because uh, right now this podcast is on New and Noteworthy on iTunes, so thank you for that. So I hope you enjoy the episode, and I uh, hope you have a good laugh, and uh, we'll talk to you on the other end. It's showtime. Yeah, man, so uh, it's, been a, it's been a long day, so got, a, got my buddy John here on the podcast. What's up, John?
1: Oh, not a lot. How you doing, man?
0: Doing doing good. Just a, a long day.
1: <laughs> well, there's nothing better after a long day than to sit down and record a little podcast.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I'm I'm really excited to have you on. Uh you know, just I've listened to a couple of your episodes and I really enjoy the show, especially that you do it solo. That's pretty awesome. Gnarly, rad, whatever you want to say. Um so uh tell so tell us a little bit about your show, man.
1: Um. Well, it is a pop culture podcast. So I really just kind of talk about whatever has ha- been happening that week that fi- that I find interesting, usually more of like the nerdy style. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't I don't care a lot about keeping up with the Kardashians or the bachelor or any of that stuff. Uh, You can go listen to the regular radio if you want that. Yeah. More, more, you know, star Wars, comics, TV shows, movies, just really anything that strikes my fancy that week.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you know what? I, I do want to say, I listened to the last one you did or was it the one before? Well, I listened to the last one and I listened to the one before and I was really intrigued by this whole taco cleanse thing
1: oh yeah it's it's really just amazing that somebody can write a book that's total shit like that is just <laughs> that is college level bs right there and <laughs> sell it and make money and have a ton of people all about that life right <laughs>
0: I I was needless to say I was really like wow we can we can do that okay I've I've heard of the juice stuff you know juicing and and all this and I was like okay well maybe that's worth a shot I do like tacos I mean I'm Hispanic so I I I learned to appreciate breakfast tacos quite a bit so
1: you can't go wrong with a taco and I think that's the whole point of the cleanse is like it's a cleanse for people that don't actually want to commit to a real cleanse so that they can say, oh, yeah, I'm on a cleanse. <laughs> but really, they're just stuffing their face with
0: tacos. Right. So it's like, hey, today's Tuesday, so it's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and it- it's, when am I going to have a taco Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. So you've uh, you've done quite a few episodes, right? I mean, it, was, it was about 24. 24- Twenty one, right? You're on episode twenty one now.
1: Um, twenty. Well, this week will be twenty three.
0: Okay, twenty three. My bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so what what got you into podcasting? What made you <sighs> want to start your own podcast? Were you listening to podcasts, or were you listening to a radio station, and you were just kind of like, man, I could do something so much better. What What were your, you know, what led you to it?
1: Well. If we, we can go back to the golden days when I was really little, I was like, oh, seven or eight. And mm-hmm. my dad would always listen to Bob and Tom when we okay. would be in the car. And mm-hmm. which my mom used to get so mad. She'd be like, why are you letting him listen to that filth? And, but this is <laughs> my dad is the guy that took me to see Starship Troopers when I was like six years old. In Very the movie cool. Theater, so, which I, <laughs> I turned out fine, so I don't yeah. see the issue, Mom. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But So I, I grew up listening to that. And when my grandpa would... My grandpa lives in California, and he would come drive to Missouri and then pick up me and my mom, and then we would go drive back to California with him. And when he would drive, he would listen to, like, audiobooks and stuff like that. And cool, I really yeah. liked that. And then... When I got the job that I'm at now i had mm-hmm. i was sitting in an office a lot by myself, and so I was like i've gotta start listening to stuff to you know just stop from sitting in silence all day, like get my brain running a little bit you know
0: right and
1: just, i I was like, oh yeah, I like, I really, I want to listen to some radio shows, like some talk shows. And so I did that and I was like, you know what? I, I think I want to listen, start listening to some podcasts. I had listened to a few here and there before, but nothing like consistent. Yeah. So I started okay. listening to a bunch of podcasts and I was like, mm-hmm. I really like this. I want to do one. And yeah, it just, I mean, the magic just kind of happened and over time I started doing mm-hmm. research and you know, just figuring out what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. And eventually I was like, I really have no plan, but I'm just going to jump in the water and learn how to swim. Yeah, definitely. It's like the best way to learn, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, because you can plan forever, but until you actually start doing it, you're, you're not going to be able to plan for everything. So just go for it, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, which if which podcasts were you listening to? The first one that
1: I started listening to consistently was at the time was called AMC Movie Talk, which they just talked about movies. And then they left AMC and started working for Collider, which is like a movie TV show website. And so now they do Collider Talk, which they talk movies and TV shows and they have a bunch of spinoffs now where they talk about just star Wars and just superheroes and stuff. And that, so that was the first one that I really, okay. really started listening to.
0: Very cool. So, and do you still listen to other podcasts? I mean, I I, I imagine uh, if you're like me or a lot of these podcasters, we, we listen to our podcast effort after we record it, we edit it. But when you send it out, you're kind of like, okay, you you listen to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it out, or I'm gonna Instagram it, or whatever. Do you uh, find yourself? Do you subs- I'm not saying you subscribe to your own podcast, but I mean, I mean, I I guess when you when you finish with it, you're like, okay, this is my masterpiece. I love it. I listen to
1: it when I edit it, and then I never listen to it ever again. Nice. Okay. Um, I, I my philosophy is that well, not really a philosophy, but I just it's kind of weird for me. I listen to a ton of podcasts, anybody from like Potter and family.
0: Right. Shout to out to Potter and family. Sure, yeah.
1: For sure. Um, and then, you know, a few of the ones that I really, really like that I've been listening to for a long time. I still keep up with those, but in terms of my own, no, I almost feel like that would be if, if I were a musician and I made an album and I sat like put it in my car like listen to it when I drove around all the time. I just feel like it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, I can see where you're coming from on that. You kind of just like, you don't want (laughs) to, you're like, well, you don't want to be one of these guys Oh, he's got an ego that big. He's going to listen to his own podcast while he's driving to work or something. Um, (laughs) Not that I do that. I mean, that's just. (laughs) No, no. and,
1: And I, to be honest, like I'm, I'm my biggest critic.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Like, I'm harder on myself than most people are on me. And that's just because that's just the way that I am. And if I listened to my shows, I'd probably be half tempted to take them down because I'd be like, that was just, why did I say that? That was the dumbest thing ever.
0: (laughs) And you know what? I feel the same way. And I remember when we recorded, we recorded our first episode of, 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 of Pick and Row. And my partner, he did all the editing, and he sent it to me, and I uploaded it because we started out with SoundCloud. And I, when I listened to it, and and it's like it's like um, I was talking to the quad, you know, Courtney from Quadcast, and he said, "Your first episode is always the worst one because you're just starting out. You don't know how it's going to turn out or whatever." But when you go back and listen to it, you almost cringe. You're like, "Does my voice really sound like that? I mean, is it that bad, or is it going to get better?" But then you notice over time. And I'm and I'm sure you notice, and I can tell, even just in, from my own, I mean, when I go back and listen to episode one, if I do listen, I mean, naturally you'd listen to it. But when I go back into the editing process now, I, I'm hearing such better results, and I'm sure you'd feel the same way. I mean, even I can tell when I listen to the finished product, like <laughs> you, when I first listened to your episodes, I told you, I just love The little guitar music you got for your music—it's just, but it's you. I mean, I don't—I've never met you, you know, in face to face, but I can tell that that's just like, oh man, that's John Medina. You know, that—that's—that's him.
1: Yeah, it's—it's goofy music for a goofy dude. It's really (laughs) what it is, if I had to define it.
0: Yeah, and I think when I told you, I said, man, I love the intro music. You're like, oh god, it was so bad back then. It's so much better now. But each episode, man, you can see the progression, and I think you know, and and it's true, we are our own worst critics. And I don't, I don't like the way sometimes my voice will sound. But I'm like, you know what, it's, it's getting better. I mean, and it also has to do with how you're recording or how you sound or, you know, when you're the post production or, you know, the final production of it, and you're, you're just kind of like, all right, this is great. You know, wait, wait for it. That's just the great way the way it turned out, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with confidence too. when you first start your probably not very confident just because you've never done it before. Right. Or you, you have, but not much. You're new at it. And then as you progress, you start to get more confident. You start to feel better in your own skin and in your own voice. And then you build on that voice and create and keep creating, keep getting better and keep practicing. And I think that has a lot to do with it too. I, I kind of want to go back and listen to my first show just right, so that I right. can gauge myself at how much I've grown. But I right. may save that for like my six months. Like after six months, go back and say, Oh, well, yeah, this is a lot better.
0: Yeah. So so was it just so was it the show you're talking about the show that really inspired you to do it? Was this AMC movie talk is, is what was your biggest inspiration?
1: No, to do it. No, no? Um, Oh well, I love movies and I I talk about them a lot actually in my show, but my biggest inspiration was a show called The Morning Stream and it's by Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbitt. and it's a they do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then twice on Thursday.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And they're professional podcasters. They, that's just what they do. They're not networked or anything. Like they don't work for a network. They crowdfund all of their podcasts through Patreon. Okay. And, but they just do, it's really a geeky version of the morning radio show that you would hear on your local radio station.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: That's the one that really, really inspired me to say, I really like what they're doing. I love the passion they have, and right. I like talking about that kind of stuff. And I want to do something like that too. And if you listen to their show and then listen to my show, you can see that they're—you know—I got some of my inspiration from things that they do. I'm not—I didn't carbon copy it, of course. I—it's—it's right. it's customized to me. But the, the you kind style, of put your own feel to it, yeah. right? The style of the show is kind of how my show is or and, and what i really want it to fully be
0: right and, and and that's awesome um we all have we all have to start somewhere right and we all have to find what our what inspires us and what motivates us to to have a great show and to start our own podcast and it's awesome man that's really awesome I, my story's very similar to that of yours so um yeah so any uh do you, you normally just do it by yourself right
1: Yeah, I've had a couple guests. Uh, Confession, they were both my friends. (laughs) Nice. But but the first guest was Aaron Williams, a.k.a. Mike King, and he is an aspiring rapper. Okay. Uh, We went to high school together. We've been friends for probably about pretty close to 10 years now, and... He came on the show, and we we talked and had a good time. And then the second guest that I had on the show was Grady Frazier. And we've been good buddies for probably about six years or so. And he just got signed to his first label, and he produced his first album. And I actually had him on the show the week that the album dropped on iTunes, and That one was, it was a lot of fun. It's cool to hear the story of a musician that spent years, you know, struggling to try to break that wall to finally get to the being signed and producing a full studio album and things like that. You you know, you hear a lot and see a lot about the people after they're already famous or the people that aren't signed and just kind of do it on the side with their buddies at the local bars or whatever. And it's really cool. It was cool to see the transition from just doing it on the side and taking whatever you could get to signing and producing an album.
0: Very cool. And that, yeah, definitely. And, you know, music artists, if when you hear about their story and how they get to where they, you know, to the level that they're at, I mean, they go through so much. I mean, they, they practically you know they they starve for quite a bit and then when they finally break through it's like it's like a, almost like a major breakthrough i guess it's kind of like a like an actor you know and yeah. a good example of that and i was reading this i don't know if you've read it or not but th- did you ever hear that story about Sylvester Stallone and how he fought his way to get that script of Rocky his own and he did the whole you know that the very first one did you hear about that story no, no. What what Yeah. What so happened? it's it's pretty amazing, right? So he so Sylvester Stallone is almost like broke, right? He's like on his you know, he wrote this script about a about a fighter and this, you know, this uh coming of age story about how he never gives up and you know, being the underdog and everything like that and not much going for him. So he wrote this script and I believe it was MGM who wanted to buy it from him. And they were going to give him lots of money, you know. I mean, back then, I think it was—I think it was like one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. But in you know nineteen seventy-five, that's a lot of money, right? I, I, mean, mean, I mean, it's still, so. a, lot still a lot of money. That's still <laughs> a lot of money. But for a script like like Rocky, when you know what it came to be, and he's and he said, "Well, I'll sell it to you as long as I can play the the lead actor." And they said, "Well, no, we don't know who you are. We don't want you to. We don't want you in the movie. We want to get our own guy." He said, well, fine, I'm not going to, I won't sell it to you. So then eventually, and you know, I I may have my, my dis- distribution companies cross-referenced because I can't remember who, which distribution company is, is the one who did. So then he, this guy's broke, right? So then he needed money. So he goes and sells his, this dog, his dog, you know, have you seen Rocky too? You know, the big dog that he has. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's his actual dog. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, that was his actual dog at the time. So he needed cash. He finds a homeless guy, believe it or not, sells his dog to him for like 50 bucks or 75 bucks because he needed the cash. So then a few weeks later, he finds somebody who wants the script again. And he said, "I." They loved it. they said, we love the script. We want to buy it. And he said, I want to star in it. Okay, you can star in it. So he got his. So they sold. They bought the rights to Rocky. Rocky becomes this big phenomenon, and Sylvester Stallone's a made man. So then the crazy thing, crazy thing, right? He finally has money after making Rocky. He goes up to the, he finds the homeless guy and he says, "Hey, can I, I want my dog back? Can I have my dog back?" And the guy's like, "Well, it's going to cost you, right?" <laughs> so he's like, "Well, well, I can give you seventy five bucks." He's like, no, I don't want seventy five bucks. So eventually, I think uh sly and the guy came to an agreement for like 1500 or two grand for the dog something like that you look it up i mean like i said i don't i mean it was an amazing story but the whole thing was like he never gave up he fought his way to get to where he was it was just really cool and man i remember i was reading that at work i was like oh my god i'm so inspired to go do whatever you know
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's super inspiring but i do have to say that that's right. a new definition of rock bottom right there when you sell a dog to a homeless man for money you yeah. know you know you're struggling
0: <laughs> yeah definitely and you know and he's not he's not struggling anymore you know he he decides to make expendables and he wants to make rocky six or whatever and creed i mean he's doing well for himself i mean
1: yeah i i kind of hope that he wins a academy award for creed because to be honest i think this is probably his last hoorah and oh really you think so i yeah i don't i mean he's just old yeah he's old and i think he's probably that's probably gonna be his last great performance and so i really just hope that he gets it that way they don't have to give him one well i mean they could still give him one after he passes away but I feel yeah, like he should up. get an he should get one living, and that would complete it because the only Academy Award he's ever won was for, for the original Rocky, and so you know it would kind of be a good bookend to that. Yeah, definitely the, to his story in general. And definitely, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of celebrities that have
0: like really amazing stories like that, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Jim Carrey. This is it's always the one that pops into my head when I think about stuff like that he the reason why he turned to comedy when he was younger is because he couldn't afford to wear different clothes every day to school, yeah, so he would be wow. funny so that people wouldn't notice that he was wearing the same clothes every day wow. and so that's how he became you know a funny guy comedian and That he took that skill. And then, you know, once he grew up, he turned it into a career and just, you know, has made amazing movies and done great stuff. And so that's, that's another inspiring one, like, don't give up even, you know, you could grow up hard and, and life can be hard, but don't give up, find what you love and pursue it relentlessly until you achieve your goal, you know, and your goal doesn't have to be stardom or to be famous or even rich. But comfortable, you know, and just happy, right? You know, whatever, whatever you want. That's what life's all about, you know. Be happy, do what you can, help who you can, and have a good time.
0: Definitely, and and Jim Carrey's had a pretty amazing career too.
1: Yeah, my favorite. Oh well, okay, I can't say my favorite, but one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies is not even a comedy. It's the number twenty three. Did you ever? Oh my god, yeah,
0: dude, that movie was awesome.
1: I, I remember I went my mom took me and my buddy to see it and as soon as we left the theater we were looking at everything that had numbers and trying <laughs> yeah. to turn it into the number 23 and we managed right. to get like my mom's license plate to equal 23 and like my birthday I somehow got it to equal 23 and we spent probably a week just trying to find all the different like numbers around us that we could get to equal 23.
0: Wow. That was a really good movie, man. And what disappointed me was I one day I well we bought it on Blu-ray my wife and I and we got it on sale I think at Best Buy or somewhere and I was watching it that day and I was just like, man, I want to look up on IMDb. I don't know if you ever do that when you're watching and we were like, let me check out some of the trivia cuz I love movies and you said you're a, you're a movie fan too. So, I'm looking it up and I look at the ratings and people were just trashing it. I'm like, what is going on? That's such a terrific movie.
1: Yeah, I i'm an like an imdb fanatic the first thing i do is oh i don't know what that movie is i'm gonna imdb it and then or like, right, i'll right. see somebody in a movie and i'll be like i know that face i'm gonna imdb <laughs> it <laughs> I, I pull up the app on my phone and i'm sitting here and my fiance is like you're gonna you're missing the movie and i'm like i know but i'm trying to find out who that person is
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like i know him from somewhere yeah and and we'll we'll do that because my wife and I we're big fans of The Walking Dead, and the, there's a the, the character. And I don't, do you watch Walking Dead? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm caught up. Okay. I'm. Uh, I've no, loved- I'm not gonna do any spoiler alerts. No, no, no. <laughs> um, the episode, the guy, the guy that's the soldier, Abraham. Okay, so we're watching it right And the first episode. He comes out, and I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. And she's like, what are you talking about? I go, I know him from somewhere. I know who he is. I go, he came out in dragon, the Bruce Lee story. And she's like, how do you know that? I go, cause I know his face. And so then I look on IMDB and I go, he's come out in a lot of movies and one of the movies that he came out in was the mighty ducks (laughs) three. And he's a college student in the mighty ducks three. And she's like, no, he's not. I, I think I would know who he is. I'm like, no, he is. Or, or I think maybe she, she started to notice it. And so, And I go, and I look him up, and I'm like, yes, I knew it was him. And she's, she just like looks at me. She's like, you're such a, you're such a nerd, or I forgot what she said. Or she laughed at me, and I was like, I had, I just knew it. And and my wife's really good at it too, because we're we're both big movie buffs, and she'll she'll like tell me, and and sometimes I'll catch it before I'll catch things before she does, but she catches things before I do, and it's just like, oh yes this is yes this is why we're together because we're both awesome like that
1: right (laughs) abraham from the walking dead looks like the little warrior dude on clash of clans i'm just saying (laughs) i'm a sole believer that they modeled the clash of clans guy off of him
0: nice yeah but i (laughs) would i i think i think they did i think they did so um you know Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Well, You're I was just gonna saying, like
1: I the thing I hate the most is when like really really good movies have horrible ratings. Yes. And I'm just like I know that all film is subjective and it's about, you know, what you think and what you get from the movie, but I'm just like it's such a good movie, why do so many people think it's trash?
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> like, and, right- you know, I felt I felt that way about Tron Legacy. People trashed it so much and I'm like, dude, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I liked it for what it was. You know, Olivia Wilde's always good, of course. And right. and so I I liked that movie. And like Pixels, people that has horrible ratings, the Adam Sandler, <sighs> Kevin James movie. And I went into it expecting it to be trash. Like I right. thought it was just going to be a big pile of shit. And <laughs> it turned out to actually be a pretty decent movie. And I yeah. go back and I'm reading some of these people's reviews and they're just, you know, annihilating it, and I'm like, "Are you just jumping on the every movie that Adam Sandler's made lately as trash bandwagon?" Because I, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I just went into it and had fun. You know, like it's okay, yeah, it's not realistic. Well,
0: duh, it's about freaking Donkey Kong invading Earth. What do you expect? You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's the whole point. Which, by the way, you bring up Adam Sandler. I tried to watch Hateful Eight, and I think you talk you talked about it on one of your podcasts. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous six. I'm sorry. The ridiculous six. Yes. Yeah. So I watched like ten minutes of it and I couldn't watch it anymore. Oh man. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I maybe I need to give it another another chance, and maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. It's so I think I th- the, think I will. I think I will watch it.
1: Yeah. The only thing I have to say about it is it is really offensive to like Native Americans. <laughs> I mean, it's and and it's. Well, okay, it's not offensive, but it could be found offensive. But if you just see that they're just making a movie and just like it's comedy, it's not like they're saying that they're bad people or anything like that. It's just they're having people play them that are that are white and so that's what a lot of people like I read a lot of the views and they're like if you're going to have native americans in a movie make sure that they're native americans right and and that's a I think that's a complaint that a lot of movies get like that movie um with oh it was like the king it was about egypt it had um Russell Crowe I think in it and he was like Moses or something like that well, oh God. man
0: i I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember. It what was the, the Exodus
1: was. gods and Kings. It there you Christian go. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. it. Christian Bale. It was not uh Russell Crowe. And they're like, they're so mad because, you know, he's supposed to be middle Eastern, but he's a white guy. And yeah. I mean, I'm just like, if that's the only complaint you could find about a movie, then I, th- you're just fishing for stuff to be upset about.
0: Right. And, you know, and I think, um, there, there, I, I was gonna say uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh, <laughs> you, but you know, but the, the cool thing about it was was that before Ben Stiller released it, he did screenings, right? So he did the screening for some black people, and he, you know, did the you know the Kirk Lazarus with Robert Downey Jr. being a you know a method actor and everything like that, and the the feedback was hilarious. So he released it, and I mean, and it was hilarious. I mean, I didn't find it offensive. I think it's I think it's funny when when people portray themselves as, as hispanic or mexican and they're and they're white you know or like jack black and nacho Libre, is pretending to be
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be
0: a mexican lucha lucha libre or luchador and he's not he, he's not even you know mexican but i mean it was hilarious i think i mean it was so it was so funny that he got nominated for an oscar
1: yeah i think that You have to find the right recipe. You know, you have to establish that you're really just goofing around and just having a good time. And then people see it as a comedy thing. And, you know, with the whole like Exodus, Gods and Kings, that's not a funny movie. And I think that's why people picked that specific detail out of that movie. They're like, well, if you want this to supposedly be, you know, as realistic as you can get, why did you put Whitey? in place of whoever, <laughs> Oh, what? <you> know? <laughs> Kill Whitey. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: I was watching Black Sheep the other day. I had to do it. That's uh, okay. Anyway. It's
1: okay. doesn't... I, yeah. I, I'm a millennial. It's really hard to offend me,
0: so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad because some people... You know, it's just a weird day and age now. People find too many things to be... Offensive, or I don't know. I mean, anywho.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, well, it, it's just oversensitive. Very. You can't. You can't joke, or even sit down and have a, a real conversation because somebody is gonna get super offended because of some little thing you said, and then they're gonna turn it into something huge, and it's gonna be on the news, and then, right? <laughs> and then it's just all downhill from there.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it, it's just it's kind of gotten to be really out of hand, in my opinion. Yeah, I but, agree.
1: I mean, and it's I mean, it's it's one of those things like it's so hard to try to deal with though, because mm-hmm. it's it's really gotta be a movement of more than just a few people. It's gotta be right. a big majority of the population that's like, let's get over all of this offending and being offended and let's sit down and have a real conversation and fix it.
0: Right. You know. Right. That's that's a big uh that's a big uh a big point there, man. Um yeah. So um so I I guess uh the next thing and I did this to on to, to my last podcast episode, so since you're such a big movie guy, and I'm a big movie guy, and I asked my last guest this. So, um, top five directors. Who would they be for you? And you can name two to three movies.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put me on I the put spot. put you on the spot. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm. Well, this one, I wouldn't. I, I'm gonna say it, and it's gonna be cliche, but I say it because I need to.
0: <laughs> Definitely, go ahead, yeah. George Lucas.
1: Now I know that I, I know that the prequels. A lot of people thought they were trash, and I was like nine when the first when Episode One came out. So I have that seeing it as a child for the first time, nostalgia to it. So it's a little less trash for me but it's not even because he's every movie that he's directed has been hit out of the park, but it's because he started the most legendary series of movies that will probably ever exist. And so I, as I said, it's cliche, but I have to say (laughs) that because like my love for star Wars is so real that that's just it. Oh, awesome um next one let's yes. see let's
0: see see and 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 the see a long time ago a long time ago uh someone i worked with was the did a thing where he's he was always traveling and he says and he's actually a good friend of mine now and he he would always contemplate and he had so much time on his hands that he wasn't thought about I love this movie I love this movie I love that director so these are my top five favorite directors or top five directors and he could have these conversations with a few of us so one day we were doing like an email exchange and he had everybody he named his list I gave him my list and he other people gave him their list and it was just really cool because you're like oh yeah I forgot that this guy did that and that movie was great oh and this was great or whatever you know so yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I. This was kind
0: of. This was totally spur of the moment on right, this and, one. And
1: right. I If I sat down my list and actually thought about it and wrote it down and contemplated, my list would probably end up being different. But on the spot, right. I would say, you know, Peter Jackson. The yeah. New Hobbit movies weren't the best in the world. But man, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy was just epic. Like, it it can't be I, I I it can't be beat I guess is what I'm trying to say because I mean I was just like the first one was kind of slow going but it's building up the story you know but those second two the two twin uh two twin towers the two towers, two towers and return yeah. of the king were just absolutely amazing Quentin Tarantino of course of course can't go wrong with that um I like a lot of Guillermo del Toro stuff.
0: Go for it, man! Tell me everything Um, you like, man. um,
1: I oh, (laughs) I'm so bad at this game. You're gonna have to like. No, you're not.
0: It's not a. You're cool, man. You're cool. It's all right. You've you've given me three. Come on, you're doing good. I'm only
1: at three. No, you're only at three. You got two more to go. George Lucas, uh, Peter Jackson,
0: Tarantino. Oh, Oh, you have. You're at four. My bad. You're right.
1: Mm, stanley kubrick Kru, Kru,
0: stanley kubrick wow yeah, yeah that's a good Thank one you. yeah there we go <laughs> so kubrick so kubrick tarantino del toro uh peter jackson and george lucas
1: yeah and I, as i said i'm sure that would probably
0: change but yeah but, but you know you know, Kubrick's great, man. He's done a lot of good stuff. I mean, I know he passed away a while back, but...
1: Yeah, but that... I mean, he's still, you know... I mean, full metal jacket. You know, how... Like, <laughs> I love that movie. Um, the Shining, Jack Nicholson.
0: Oh my gosh, dude. That movie was amazing. I It's timeless.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I really wanted to see that movie. And I was... oh, I was probably about 13 or 14 when i first was what? like i really want to see that and oh my god dude i and my dad was like no he <laughs> said he said yeah. he said not yet i need he, he was like i don't want you know this to like freak you out terribly cuz like 13 i don't times are different now but right. and i'm not saying like i'm super old but when i was younger it was just everything was a lot more Uh, conservative, shall we say? Very, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Growing up, growing up, I didn't know what a lot of things that like 10 year olds know now. (laughs) And uh, so my dad was like, Why don't you maybe read some of the book first? And then you know, we'll go from there because reading a book is a lot easier to separate from reality than watching a movie, just because. You're the you're one seeing reading it, as it a, and you're you're seeing right. it in mind's eye, you know, versus actually seeing it depicted. So I read the book, and I, I was like, I think I'll be okay. Watch the movie. Watched it, and it scared the crap out of me, but not enough to like mess me up or anything. Of course,
0: you know? right? Well, so. you know. I gotta, I gotta hand it to you, man. For being 13 years old to want to watch that movie was very brave of you.
1: <laughs> well, and me and my that... buddies used to go on like these horror movie binges, where like it, in the, during the summer when we could stay up super late and you know tell ghost stories and all that fun stuff. We would just, right. we would like get on the internet or where or talk to people and just be like, "What are some horror movies?" Because we always our goal was to scare the crap out of each other. And then we would fake like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. It's not even that scary. And we didn't really know. And then we'd have to act like we weren't scared through the whole movie. Because <laughs> we were yeah. to scare each other. And so it was just stupid little kid stuff. But it was a good time.
0: Yeah. You know, I when I was seven years old... And, I, and I, I tell this story all the time to people because we talk about horror movies and we, everyone's like, well, what's the first scary movie you ever saw? Or what's the scariest movie you ever saw? So the first movie I ever saw, I was seven years old and I was doing this because I was trying to impress my older sister who was 10 or 11. I, I, could, I'm getting, I might be getting the ages mixed up. But anyway, it was like late 80s, right? So Nightmare on Elm Street, we had cable back in the day, was on HBO, the very first Nightmare on Elm Street. I could not sleep in a bed for weeks. Oh,
1: I bet seven, Holy dude. Cow.
0: Yeah, seven or eight, dude. And I did it because I was trying to trying to be tough for my older sister and trying not to show her that I wasn't scared. But in reality, Freddy Krueger scared the living <laughs> shit out of me for a couple of years, and I couldn't I couldn't watch it, that first Nightmare on the Street until I got so much older. Yeah, but. I I'm a big scaredy cat. You know, that one, that one was just too scary for me. But now when I go back and watch it, it's hilarious because it's, it's Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger's hilarious. I mean, Robert England's amazing, but when you're a kid and you're seeing that for the first time and this guy's got, claw you know got knives for her hands or you know and he's doing this thing where he's killing people in their sleep you don't want to go to sleep
1: right it's it's almost cheesy now though like watching right the original, it, that halloween and all those originals it's just like this was so scary when i was young but now it's just kind of cheesy
0: <laughs> right definitely and it's like the you and friday the 13th movies are so horrible i mean I mean, they're they're enjoyable to watch, but when you go back and you watch, you're like, "Really? Come on! You're really gonna go swimming in the lake in the middle of the night when there's a killer loose? You you, <laughs> it's just ridiculous." But <laughs> yeah,
1: and you know, like now that I'm older, mm-hmm. the scariest movies that I see are not even classified as horror. They're usually right. like thrillers, and they're about like somebody you know breaking into your house or like your kids are there or whatever and like sneaking up on them and kidnapping them and stuff or like there's this one movie i think it's called the strangers and it was i think i've heard of it it i don't think i've seen it though from from a few years ago and they these people are in this vacation house or whatever and these people just have these like Cloth, you know like the cloth bags that seeds and stuff would come in they have okay those yeah. and they just have them over their head and they're just they're not even in the beginning they're just fucking with them really like they're just <laughs> giving them shit but like it's so freaky and like it's not classified as a horror. It's a thriller. I mean, I guess okay. technically you could call it a horror, but like that one really, really, I haven't watched it since. I watched it once. I haven't watched it since. But I just remember that I was really kind of terrified <laughs> of that movie. And maybe that's because I watched it like right before I moved out of my parents' house on my own. And that probably didn't help because I was like, I'm going to be all by myself.
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I, it's, it's funny, right? It's funny, right? Because I, I'm, like I said, I'm a big scaredy cat and I don't want people to think any less of me when they hear this, but I will double check my doors when I, when we're all getting ready for bed. And I, I my wife will ask me and we're in, we're, we're upstairs in our room and she's like, did you lock the front door? Yes. Are you sure? I'm like, yes. And she, when she's by her saying, "Are you sure?" I second guess myself. Yep. yep. So then I go down. She's like, "I'm, I'm going. I'm like going to go downstairs." And she's like, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to go check if the door is locked." She's like, "Okay." And so I go down the stairs, and I and the doors are locked. Right to my and I check the back door because I just I'm you know it's just a paranoia and love like like that of wanting to make sure. And so as I'm coming as I'm coming up the as I'm coming up the stairs. As I'm coming up the stairs, I start to kind of like, and I'm, and I'm a tall, I'm a, ta- I'm a tall guy, so I start going like three steps instead of just the one at a time, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, what I are you doing? I go completely. Yeah, I'm like, you've seen paranormal activity, right? <laughs> they, they, she gets dragged off the staircase. I'm not going to do that. I don't want that to happen to me. And my wife just cracks up every time I do that. Yeah.
1: So. Speaking of, did you watch? Um, it was. Oh, and now I, I'm I'm horrible with this. Like I start to, I'm like, it pops into my head and then I start to talk about it. And then I'm like, Oh no, insidious. That's what it was.
0: Yes. That, now that
1: one was like, kind of, kind of got to me a little bit, but granted I watched it with me and a couple of my buddies watched it at my house at like three in the morning.
0: Okay, yeah, that's like the worst and it
1: was. Ever. I mean, we were all like half half asleep, but we were like, right. "No, we're gonna watch this." And you know, like three in the morning, like the weird cars go by outside, and you know, all right. that weird stuff happens outside, and and you're just like, you can hear it through the window and you're just you know you get the ebgbs and stuff so yeah that one that one kind of got us just because and we kind of like fed off each other because one person would be like did you hear that and the other person <laughs> was like dude no what are you talking about like stop <laughs> it you know
0: right yeah totally yeah i totally know where that's where you're coming from on that and you know i that movie scared the crap out of me that one was a good one part two was okay we did see the third one the third one was eh, you know but the first one, oh my gosh, man! I can't, yeah, I, I can't hear seen, that song.
1: I haven't seen the newest one.
0: It, it was all right. I mean, it when you do one and two, and one and two are are are, are, are good. Well, one's amazing. Two's decent, and then the third one was like, eh, you know.
1: Yeah, I feel like all those low-budget horror movies always do a really good job with the first one, and they make a right. ton of money, and then they want to repeat it, and they want to make another movie for the same budget, maybe up the budget a tiny bit, and make it just as much money, and then the film ends up being trash. Like, <laughs> right,
0: right, <laughs> and, and it, it's they, happen- they kind of break even.
1: Yeah, it happens all the time. With those low budget horror movies and i mean generally with movies like the sequels are not as good as the originals anyway there's not very many movies where the sequel surpasses the original but i think horror movies do it the worst
0: right and 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 i mean they're they're the ones that are always getting the sequels because they have a lot of success like perfect example case in point the paranormal movies right i mean the first one was like when i saw the first one i couldn't tell if it was real or fake right because it, it look it's perceived that way but it's kind of got that blair witch feel mm-hmm. but it almost looks real it, and
1: it really pioneered the new age of found footage
0: right right and then it, it just kind of got cheesier and cheesier as it as it went on but of course you you still want to watch because you want to know what's going on and, um, yeah, I just didn't, the last couple that they did just couldn't get into it.
1: Yeah. The haunted haunted, no, not haunted mansion. That's that weird. Eddie the, Murphy movie.
0: Uh, yeah. Haunted house. T- haunted house. Yeah.
1: With the Wayans brothers or actually. Oh yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Those are so them. hilarious. It may only be one of them. I don't remember if they're both. It, it or not. I think it's more than Wayans. I think you're right. I think you're right. But yeah, the, I love the parody like horror movies, like the original uh, scary movie. Well, actually scary movie one, two, and even three was okay. They kind of started right. to fall off there at, at the end, but they, they dropped the Wayans from it. Didn't it? Didn't they?
0: Yeah, I think the last, um, cause though the Wayans are in the first two and I think because they wrote them and then they kind of didn't show up on the last, like on three, four and five because yeah. Anna Faris did all five of them. But when they're the Wayans are good writers man they've they've done they do good stuff i mean like the new one what the 50 shades of, of black looks hilarious yeah
1: <laughs> i love i'm a sucker for those stupid parody movies like yeah, i watched me one too. called uh what was it it's like date movie that one had, oh yeah that one yeah had a cameo with uh uh, wolverine what's his face hugh, um, uh hugh, hugh jackman? jackman yeah and he had like the balls on his face or
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and then it was that part where the guy the guy his wife wanted him to shit on her or whatever (laughs) he he took all the laxative and he was gonna shit on her and then something happened he ran outside and he got hit by a car and just shit everywhere
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that one was good that one was really good um there was a. I was going to make reference to one more uh, thriller or suspense, but the last M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, The Visit, have you seen that one?
1: Yeah. I. I... I like Shamhammer, even though like I like early Shamhammer. I call him Shamhammer. Sham Ham- Shamhammer, man, yeah,
0: that's yeah, hashtag Shamhammer. I struggle to say
1: his name correctly, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna give him a nickname and act like we're cool and just call him the Shamhammer.
0: Because <laughs> dude, I love it, man. I'm, I'm gonna t- I'm totally stealing that. Go
1: ahead, yeah, go for it. Yeah, but I the visit was creepy. That's, it was very
0: creepy. I, yeah, that's creepy all. As I guess the
1: best word I can really find for it. Um,
0: I agree with you, man. That but, was creepy. I
1: liked. I liked. The, well, the village was okay. I actually liked signs.
0: Mm-hmm. At, yeah, signs was signs uh, was good. I own,
1: I own signs.
0: <laughs> the secret you know what, confession. I th- I th- <laughs> yeah, you know. What, I think I might have it too. <laughs> well, okay, perfect. I don't feel as bad now. I mean, it had. It was really serious, and then it had some comedy in it but it was a very interesting movie i mean everyone always talks about the sixth sense and unbreakable yeah but uh the
1: the sixth sense i was eight years old i think when that eight or nine when that came out i may i'm i may have my years off a little bit but i was so young when that came out and i i watched it maybe a year or two after it came out and i didn't even understand half of the movie and then i watched it like four or five years ago and my mind was just blown right because you know you watch it as like like 13 12 whatever 10 i don't know however old i was and you're like oh yeah this bruce willis okay cool (laughs) and but you don't really pay attention and you don't absorb it as much and i watched it again older and i was just like no wonder everyone says this is such a great movie
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, you're like i can't believe he was I can't believe he was dead. I'm I was almost gonna say spoiler. I'm like, good I, god, that movie's like yeah. seventeen years old. I don't you have, think I can qualify that as a as yeah. a
1: spoiler. But Signs was the last movie before Joaquin Phoenix went like batshit crazy, like Mel Gibson crazy.
0: <laughs> he started drinking whatever Mel Gibson was drinking, I guess. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't want it, but I want to be able to bottle it and sell it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Liquid crazy. Man. You know, and and I I guess the Sham Hammer doesn't get he gets I know a lot of people rag on him, but he's I mean he's done some decent stuff.
1: Yeah, you know he's. It was one of those things where he knocked it out of the park like three four times in a row,
0: and right. then
1: he has not reached that level again since. And so everybody's yeah. saying that, you know, he's washed up and whatever and he's suffering from that like came out with a bang and then had his is having his kind of misstep you know for a little while but i, I think eventually he will have at least one more that's just like wow you know right that's and a good point and the same point. thing happens yeah you know, like the same thing happens with musicians too usually Definitely. their bands or whoever usually their first couple albums are the best and then they start to get shaky a little bit or even just playing bad. And then sometimes, you know, once they get older and they just step away from the music for a little while and then they come back, they can, you know, come out with another hit. But it's just I think that's just kind of the way that showbiz works or that creating content in any form works.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm glad you said that because it's almost kind of like. You know, do you do you go with that mindset and I'm I'm going to shift back to podcasting for a second, but do you go into that mindset where you're like this episode's going to be better than the last episode. It's I'm going to make it funnier, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that and you're like I'm going to try this on and maybe that might make it work. It's almost like when you're cuz it's almost like I mean, your podcast is a solo podcast. Mine's a, this is a, a new solo podcast, but I'm trying to get a guest every episode, but at the same time I consider it to be like a like a personal journal kind of thing because I'm talking to different people and we're sharing different experiences or different ideas. But I want it to be, you know, I want the content to be great and to be better. And it's almost like a like a depiction of myself. It's almost like a like a painting, I guess you could say. If I'm gonna, if I can, if I can go really arty artsy for a second.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's your Picasso. Just don't, definitely, just, just don't cut off your ear.
0: Oh right. <laughs> yeah i mean i that's you know you i love music and you know when i when when i have a i can't even put my words together right now i'm just so excited because you're talking about music for a second here um when i when i buy when i get into a band i like to see you know hear an album from top to bottom you know track one to track 11 or track 13 or whatever and it's like okay this album was this good i mean I can remember, you know, I kind of kind of pinpointed to my time timeline of my life, kind of thing. But it's almost like, like it's a it's a depiction of themselves, right? And you're kind of like, this is good. I like a band who can go in different directions with their music and not produce the same thing because they're trying to make a buck or make more money or whatever. But you know, I, that's that's the way I kind of try to see it when it goes for me on this uh, on this podcast journey.
1: Yeah, we like in the music industry, it went from because back, you know, back in the day, you had to go buy a whole album just to get one song. And you had to go buy like the physical CD. And so the artists wrote a whole CD that you could listen to all the way through it, told a story, and it was just um, all good. And then we went through like between 2000 and like two thousand ten we went through like this period where one song on the CD was good. And that was a song that was on the radio. And the rest of it was like, they phoned it in like they right. did not put anything into it. And then I don't know what happened. Maybe it was because, you know, iTunes got huge and you could buy one song at a time. You didn't have to buy a whole album. You could just buy that one little, you know, the song you liked and didn't worry about the rest. But uh, 2010, 2011, or like it became, something again where you there are a lot of albums now that you can take and you can listen from front to back and it's still good all the way through right and that but anyways that was completely off subject really of the no you're fine i no no i I, but
0: no no you're cool i mean i get what you're saying but yeah i know
1: um but in terms of of the podcasting i just usually I don't try to plan a whole lot. I kind of get, you know, what I'm going to talk about together. But apart from that, I just sit down on the mic and I just go just because I feel like if I over plan, it's never going to, I'm never going to feel like it's truly good enough. And then I'm going to edit it so much that it might as well not even be. And then I feel like if I don't plan enough, you know, it's going to stumble over myself and just, take a big duke right on the podcast (laughs) but i just (laughs) i honestly i i can't explain it i just say i'm gonna record this podcast and i just sit down and i do it and when i'm editing that's usually when i'll say like i think this one was better than last one or i think like i'll i'll try out different stuff every once in a while like at my first couple episodes i was like I'm on my phone a lot and I use apps a lot and to play different games and stuff. So I'm going to start doing a review every episode at the very end. I'm just going to talk about an app that I've used that I like or whatever and I tested it out. Hmm. I really liked it and I got some good feedback like people would actually like get a hold of me and be like, "What was that app again, you know, that you were talking about on episode whatever?" And so I was like, okay, people like that. So I'll keep doing that. And then a few episodes later, I started having I uh, had a couple guests and stuff, and they were musicians, so I played some of the I played their music on it, and I got a lot of good feedback from that. People were like, "Hey, I really liked when you played some songs on your show." So then I just yeah. started. I'm an, I started. I decided to start. Mm. I'm stumbling over my words now too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I decided. To, it's the excitement, man. Yeah, I just like I get so excited, and then I'm like I'm like a little kid on Christmas. But every week <laughs> when I record, but I started playing a song in the middle of every episode just to kind of give a break because as you said it's a solo show so it's just me talking and so I break it up in the middle with a little with a little music and I've gotten some good feedback from that and I just I kind of just go with the flow like if I think of like oh yeah that might be cool I'll try it once and if I like it and if other people you know if I get some good feedback about it I'll leave it, I'll start doing it every week or whatever. And if not, then I'll uh, just one failed attempt and I'll just keep on going on the next episode and pretend like it didn't happen. Because remember, I don't listen to him again.
0: <laughs> right, definitely. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And I, I do like how you do that. It's almost like a, like a song of the week, if you will, right?
1: Yeah, I try to do more of like your underground artists. Yeah. Just because... Well, one, I don't want to deal with the licensing issues and I don't right. not that not that I'm going to like actually get in trouble for it or anything, but <laughs> right. uh, and I just I I want people to find new things on my show. You know, if you want to see like the latest and greatest bands that are in the world, you can just go to a quick Google search. But if right. you want to find like the new rap group from New Zealand, you're going to go you're going to gonna the, have it. you're going to go to the Just John podcast because you're going to have to like search scour the Internet to try to find this stuff. And sometimes I find them on Twitter. Sometimes I find them on SoundCloud or Reddit or, you know, just wherever. But um, I get permission anytime I can <laughs> from them. There was one yeah. there was one that they never got back to me, but I was like, well, they only have 200 views on YouTube, so <laughs> I don't think they're going to care. So I did it anyway. And if they send me, nice. you know, if they send me a cease and desist, then I'll cease and desist. But
0: definitely <laughs> until then. Yeah. You know, and I think with the, with pick and row, we, we were starting with like a, uh, my partner, my but I don't know if you've listened to any of those yes. episodes. Yeah, I have. Okay. I have. Okay. So, so my partner would put some of those, uh, like in, like in the first four or five episodes, he would put like, uh, his buddy had his own music so we would use his and then i just said hey let's change it up let's do something different and he's like well we can't do that because of licensing well if we only pay like 20 to 25 seconds we'll be okay right you're kind of like convincing yourself and i'm like are they really gonna come down and see this one episode of our podcast when there's thousands of other ones and this and that and he's like oh well you got a good point point." so we kind of like tweaked it a little we played different music but on this one i'm sure tr- i want to get away from that a little bit and try to find i've actually got a couple of friends who have music have their own music and i've been telling them hey gimme can you maybe record a little intro for me or music for my show that would be kind of cool or yeah something and kind of make it your own and yeah well i mean and i understand like you know we're busy busy people we got other things going on so he i never got back i never heard back from any of them so i'm like okay well then i'll just kind of simplify it and do do something so on my first episode we put um oh i put the uh the lounge fly from stp and my inspiration for that was because back in the day mtv news used to use that little intro of the you know that little i don't know it almost sounded like an I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was kind of cool. I'm like, well, they can make it like the news kind of thing. So in this next one, I, I think we're just, I'm, I found something that I'm just going to simplify it with and kind of like make it my own for the time being. But I do like how you do that whole allow myself to introduce myself, which is really cool. And thank you for your, the tip, by the way. I, I, it did work out for me. Oh, I, perfect. I figured it yeah, out. no so, problem. Yeah,
1: I, I did that because I was finding that when, once again, since it's so low and I'm I'm by myself, I need, I, I struggled to segue from one subject to the other in an obvious enough way that it would say, you know, if you're listening to it while you're ha- clean in house or driving or at the gym or whatever, it would reach out enough to you to say, okay, hey, he's switching subjects. Because yeah. when I didn't have anything in between me talking about subject A and subject B it could get kind of misconstrued. And then if if the person that was listening didn't necessarily hear me say, okay, now I'm going to start talking about this, they'd be like, oh, that, that doesn't even make any sense. What is this guy <laughs> talking about? Right. So I was like, I'm just going to find little sound clips that are funny and I'm going to put it in between. And that's to kind of say to the listener, hey, I'm switching it up. I'm going to start talking about something else. And so yeah. anytime I see or hear something funny or think about something funny, I'm like, man, I'm going to use that.
0: Definitely, yeah. So i I was trying. I was picking my brain, and I found two little sound clips that I'm using. And I don't want to. I don't want to spoil them. I don't want to spoil them at all. I'll just when they drops. If you listen to it, you know, <laughs> you'll appreciate it. Oh, I, I, just, I will. I,
1: I'll definitely listen to it. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I'm. I listened. I listened to your first episode, and I'll. I'll continue listening. I'm subscribed already on iTunes
0: thank you so, likewise
1: uh, I'm, I'm ready and i'll i'll listen to this one even though i'm on it but that's because i'm <laughs> on somebody else's show so it helps me out a little bit plus i can like message you and be like sorry that i said the dumbest thing ever on your show
0: <laughs> you were not don't have to do that you do not have to do that john it was it's was fantastic man everything's going pretty well with this one so we're all good we're all good um yeah, I mean, uh did you want to you want to plug your plug your stuff?
1: Uh yeah, sure. Um uh, you can check out my show. It's the Just John podcast. And as I said before, it's just a weekly pop culture show comes out every Saturday and I just sit down and I talk about the latest geeky news, music, movies, TV, comics, social media a lot. And I I complain about social media a lot. And you can find my show Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. So iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, player.fm, pretty much anywhere that you want to listen. It's there. YouTube, of course, you can also check out the website, which is just John And you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny M underscore
0: Revo. Johnny M underscore Revo. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I don't think I have anything else. Okay, you know we 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 covered quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, you know? I think
1: we I think we really like jumped across the map really well though. We yeah. did. And
0: I, I think I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to reconvene because I think there's a lot of stuff that we left out, like TV shows and you know other things that we could totally talk about. And oh yeah, I think-
1: I've, whenever if you need if you got a week and you're like man I don't really have anybody scheduled for this week and you need somebody to jump in just let me know. Um,
0: Get the Just John podcast, John Medina, back on here. We can
1: we could call it. We could do a crossover and call it the. <laughs> uh Let's see.
0: You got it. I I'm all ears. <laughs>
1: um, the world of Roe and Just John.
0: Hey, that's podcast. perfect, man. There we go. We can reconvene every once a month, and we can talk about our favorite TV shows or something. I don't know. No, you know, we could definitely um definitely want to have love to have you back on and we can you know we can definitely talk for another couple of hours i'm sure
1: oh yeah anytime just let me know i am always down
0: to clown (laughs) thanks a lot john i appreciate it man yeah thank you for having me well that hit the spot great great another great great conversation John, thanks for being on my podcast again. As always, it was a pleasure. Uh, check out his podcast, guys. It's a really, really good show. Um, very entertaining. Um, he's very intelligent guy, as you guys can tell. Um, thank you again so much for your support on this podcast. And uh, keep on listening because it's only going to get better. I promise you that. I can definitely tell you that. Um, uh, I guess now that we're at that wrapping up stage, I do want to take the time. To tell you guys to check out my Twitter and my Instagram at Roel Santos Jr. And again, if you want to keep listening to the show, subscribe to my show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Take the time to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, that's going to do it here from the World of World. I'm Ro, and you're not. And we will catch you on the flip side.